the sun is in Pisces, the moon is in Sagittarius, and you're listening to Ryan the Sagittarius, a podcast seeking truth and wisdom on the quest to free Britney. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back. Uh, today, I am actually joined by a guest, um, Badir, who runs the account Free Brit Arabia. And we are going to be talking about Vivian Thorine running around, talking to the media, um, and uh, just a full dissection of all of that. And then we're also going to be talking about Free Britney merchandise. So without further ado, uh, hi, Badir. How are you? Hi, Ryan. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for doing this with me. You are my first official guest. Oh, what an honor, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we get into these topics that I feel like the movement has been talking about for the last... Oh my gosh. I feel like we've been talking about forever, but we've really been talking about for the last week or so with Vivian just all over the place. Um, but before we do that, let's just do a, just a little bit of a get to know you. Um, so Badir, what is your sun sign? Virgo. <laughs> You're a Virgo. a Virgo. Okay. Yeah. Hardcore Virgo. I'm an August Virgo. Okay. An important mm-hmm. distinction you feel. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, what is your favorite, uh, Britney song? Um, I change that a lot, but I think mainly probably Give Me More. Love Give Me More. Yeah. Love, love Give Me More. All right. Well, solid, solid uh, choices, although I suppose you didn't choose being a Virgo, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I would have if All I right, had the so choice. I guess let's just get right into it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I, you know, I, I did want to ask, would you choose your sun sign if you, hmm, I want, that's an, that's an interesting poll I should do sometime. Like how many people would pick their sun sign? if they could because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think most of us have an, an implicit bias with it so that yeah, would okay yeah. <laughs> thanks for the poll question I'm gonna do that <laughs> okay um all right so let's just get right into it uh Vivian Thorine did you watch her interviews my god I watched all of them and yeah. <laughs> right because there was more than one people think there's was- three I think it was two but one of them she had like an outfit change Right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she did the one. Um. You know. Well, first of all, let's be clear where we most most recently saw Vivian, which was on the New York Times documentary. That's where she did her. I guess some people could say her first interview of kind of stating her case to mm-hmm. this whole thing. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, in the documentary, they mentioned that she shortly, you know, she ended up leaving the documentary to join Jamie's team again. Um, Mm -hmm. Vivian Thorine is one of James Spears' attorneys. He has many, many attorneys. It's hard to kind of keep track of, but she's kind of the one of the moment because she's doing these media rounds. Um, So, yeah, she was in the New York Times documentary and then she went on Good Morning America. What? It was about a month about a month after the documentary came out yeah Yeah, about that yeah so she went on there said all kinds of things and then she recently then went on to talk to cnn but this was in a more casual sitting um Mm -hmm. right she did good morning america first and then she did good morning america first then she did cnn and with the cnn one there was the the outfit outfit change yeah So it was one interview, two outfits, and um, so yeah, some people are thinking it's multiple interviews, but that was just a uh, editing error of sorts. I suppose, yeah, I suppose. 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, to be clear, I didn't watch these interviews because um, I know I feel like I feel like I should, but I've uh, just be, to know what they're saying. But I'm just so sick of hearing all the things that they have to say. It's the same stuff again mm-hmm. and again, and I mm-hmm. feel like with um, enough people posting tidbits in their stories and enough people having commentary on it, I have a good grasp as to what she said. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess I should just disclose that, that I didn't watch it because I, I, I can't stomach it. I can't stand it. Like for my own like sanity, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but you watch them. I watched <laughs> them. <laughs> so yeah, I watched them. I don't think you missed anything. That's pretty much what stood out to me as well. But mainly for me what stood out as someone who works in marketing and and branding is the presentation um, of the interview Um, she had a leafy backdrop similar to the one on framing Britney and she had sort of like a similar suit and I think that was a very smart and intentional move to play on that familiarity because now people know how she looks like she knows they, they know the face and you know, she sort of, I think she got a lot of backlash from framing Britney, but then I think she decided to use that to her advantage and to Jamie's advantage. Cause now, you know, there's this like whole culture of like, oh, but we want to hear the other side and what they think. And she's using that now to promote Jamie's agenda. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there's a whole segment that we don't really know of. We don't really know how they think and how they feel, which is people that are like 50 plus years old and they're the ones who watch Good Morning America mainly. So, you know, they're not as involved in the movement, if at all, um, especially like on social media. So for them to like hear her side and, and, you know, she's throwing these statements of, oh, if Britney wants to get out, she can just file for termination or whatever, mm-hmm. which, you know, we know there's there are a lot of <clears throat> layers and complexities to that. And it's not as simple as that. She's over I feel like she oversimplified the situation and that 100%. can that can work that can work on people you know what I mean because now it's like they watch the documentary and they're watching this and she keeps doing it she's going on a press tour right now and um, mm-hmm. and I noticed that some people don't feel like what she's doing is damaging because like us as as the free Britney community we can tell when she's messing up and we can pinpoint when she's nervous or reading off of a cue card or whatever. You know, yeah, those little and we details. Know the, right. And also, we know the realities. We know yeah. when she says that, like, oh, Britney can just file for termination at any point in time. We know that that's technically true, but we know mm-hmm. all the barriers in place for that. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. Like, the general public doesn't exactly. know that. Exactly. And, like, for me, as someone who's not American, I had to do a lot of research on american law in general and specifically probate the probate system and so when she says something that's inaccurate i feel like at this point after what two years into being into the movement um i can tell i can tell but an average person who's never had to deal with family court or probate court in that way doesn't and they're just going to take her word unfortunately people trust lawyers too much you know Absolutely. Yeah. Here, um, you know, she's definitely uh, using that familiarity to her advantage and she's using her profession to the advantage to Mm -hmm. um, bring credibility to all of this because Mm -hmm. the documentary did a, you know, pretty good job at discrediting James or make at least putting people, having people question how uh, 
credible or how worthy he is of a conservator and here she Mm -hmm. is being his PR um, you know and whether we think that she's messing up or not she's making sure that the message gets out there that daddy loves Brittany (laughs) we don't have time to unpack how gross that (laughs) is and all like oh my god uh, we can't Um, yeah uh, but what's as as cringe and as gross as it is the message is getting out there that James Mm -hmm. Spears loves his daughter and Mm -hmm. James Spears would love nothing more for her to be out of this conservatorship we can call bullshit on that all we want and I think it is bullshit Mm -hmm. and definitely the more you learn about family law and the probate courts you just learn about how the the systemic machine of it and how the abuse is just it's a well-oiled machine to keep Mm -hmm. people silent and to keep people in prison so we know it's shit but on some kind of for the people who don't know all that plus now somewhere deep on some kind of subconscious level it gets in their head that james spears loves britney yeah it Mm -hmm. resonates somewhere and um i'm sure james spears does love britney i'm not here like that's not my place to get into it all Mm -hmm. but his love for britney is completely irrelevant in this situation Mm -hmm. completely Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of parents who love their children are shitty you know and that's (laughs) honestly and like yeah but but ultimately we you know we are we live in this you know civilization in this society or whatever and we understand family value and all of these things so I think for some people it does resonate on a subconscious level and um, yeah I'm not people saying don't that... want to have this public fight. It doesn't feel good yeah, for, to see somebody's yeah. public family dr- drama be put out in public. It, naturally, people don't want to see that and are going to feel like that's a private thing. Um, but this, what could have been a private family thing, was made public mm-hmm. when James Spears went to the California court system. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that irritates me is they keep trying to act as if it's like the court system that did this. It was them. They chose it. Oh, it's a it's a court appointed conservatorship and all this stuff like Mm -hmm. court sanctioned they keep throwing that out there james spears is the one who petitioned the courts to do this Mm -hmm. and james spears does have the power to terminate this conservatorship and Mm -hmm. as long as he keeps this what he wants to claim is think of as a family matter as long as it's kept in the public courts Mm -hmm. it's it's public yeah yeah that's a downside they even tell you with conservatorships um, when they, when you go over the different options that there are to help pr- protect people um, who who may quote unquote need a conservatorship or need some mm-hmm. kind of um, legal support in an extended in some kind of way um, such as like when uh, my when my father became very ill I became mm-hmm. uh, his power of attorney you know mm-hmm. things like that but it, it was pointed out that a conservatorship is not a good thing to do you don't want to do it in, unless it's absolutely absolutely have have to whatever that means there could be a mm-hmm. whole debate on that but um, a, a big point of point of a, a negative of conservatorships is that they are not good if you are a private person they are a very public yeah. thing and yeah. what's something that we know about Brittany? Or she she's, loves her you know, privacy. She's, she's really private. Yeah, it's really so, secret to her. Yeah, that was kind of a tangent, but it just it just frustrates me to no end that uh, James Spears continues to act as if he's beholden to the California court system too. Mm-hmm. Which, if he, you know, if that's genuinely how he feels, why is that not extremely alarming to him? That it's mm-hmm. not up to him what happens to his family member. 
that the mm-hmm. courts get to decide that. Yep. You know, no matter yep. how yep. you slice this, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Easily. exactly. Let me be clear. I think Jamie is garbage and, you know, his relationship with Brittany is, is her business. I don't, I can't speak on that, but right. Um, I think he's a horrible person from what he's exhibited all these years and from what we know from, from court mm-hmm. docs as well. Um, but sometimes I wonder, I mean, what, how is it going to be helpful terminating Jamie first rather than just terminating the whole thing? So if, if Jamie is, when Jamie is gone, Brittany is going to be under the mercy of lawyers, doctors and judges. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not, I'm not, again, I'm not saying Jamie has her best interest at heart. He o- only, he only cares about money. That's very clear and evident, but how is it going to make things better when only Jamie is off of the conservatorship? You know what I mean? That's why I think it's yeah, important that's... for us as a movement, you know, with all the momentum that's happening to make it very clear that this conservatorship, this fraudulent conservatorship has to end. Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah, that that is what's, um, you know, and I've heard a few different theories as to why go after James first. Um, I've heard that you know, with James in there, there's no chance of it ever being terminated at all. Um, but yeah, it brings into question, if James leaves, is there any chance of it being terminated? Like, are these lawyers and are, you know, judges, are they all gonna, are they gonna let her go? Because there's a lot of people, James Spears is certainly not the only person making money off of this mm-hmm. conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it does um, a lot of questions with that. And yeah, it, it, yeah. Again, like I, I, yeah, I'm not here to uh, defend James Spears at all, but it does sometimes worry me how much mm-hmm. of a scapegoat he's kind of been mm-hmm. made. It it kind of makes me feel like sometimes he's used as a scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he didn't facilitate this. Like he, James Spears didn't make this system. It was there for him to abuse, yeah. and he couldn't have done it without yeah. a judge signing off on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if he's able to get away with so much abuse for such a long time, not just him, let me be clear, everyone involved in this conservatorship, including the judges, mm-hmm. the lawyers, Lou Taylor, everyone, um, they wouldn't be able to get away with this for so long had, had the system not facilitated it, the environment for them to be yeah. able to practice this abuse, you know? And it just baffles me, like Sam Ingham being silent for 13 years, because of Jamie, right. he is Britney's lawyer. No matter He's who her conservators are, he is her lawyer. So he is technically placed as her, you know, court-appointed lawyer to protect her from any potential harm these conservator conservators might, you know, impose on her. So how is it logical that his master plan is to get Jamie out and then pursue eliminating the conservatorship, you know? It is concerning, especially because um, going way back, James Spears actually petitioned for Samuel Ingham to be Britney's court-appointed attorney, which is not supposed to happen. But here, you know, we can throw all these technicalities of how that's not supposed to happen, but here it happened. And here he stays. He's been the same attorney for her this whole time. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like people, some people say, well, maybe... Brittany didn't want to fight this legally for whatever reason. Maybe she was threatened, maybe this or that, blah, blah, blah. But like that doesn't really, um, 
that's not good enough to wipe Sam Ingham's hands clean of this. Exactly. Because exactly, he's supposed to, like if this, if court appointed counsel is truly for someone who is incapacitated, an incapacitated individual wouldn't be able to know all these things. They mm-hmm. are, the whole point of having a court appointed counsel is to have someone there so they can't get taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. yet he has completely facilitated in her being taken advantage of this entire time. Mm-hmm. And this idea of there being yearly reviews on conservatorships, that's just paperwork. Literally. That's not reviews. They don't, I mean like, I guess I can't speak for how all the states do it, but I know when when I worked with individuals who were in conservatorships, they never went into the court to talk to the judge. Mm -hmm. It was just literally a two pages of a every year, oh, gotta sign this, gotta get it stamped and put it in the folder. That's all it was. There there was no talking to the client about Mm -hmm. how they felt about anything. There was no looking into their circumstances. It was none of that. Now we had all those other requirements and criteria because it was a group home and group homes have legislation for each state, you know, so we were doing all that stuff. But Brittany's not in a group home, and there is a lot of people who are in conservatorships who are not in group homes. And for Vivian to sit there and to act as if these conservatorships and all these people are having thorough yearly reviews, that's a that's not true. That is that's complete falsehood. I think that's what people think happens, mm-hmm. but it's not how it happens at <laughs> yeah. all. Yeah, the system's yeah. not being reviewed. That's part of the problem because mm-hmm. we aren't having people look into this and being able to uh, be there for complaints or I shouldn't say complaints of any concerns of abuse or anything. Like it doesn't sure people have case managers and things like that but again they're all still tied to the same system like because no one cares ryan like most of us only started caring <laughs> only started knowing about this is when it happened to Brittany. this effect mostly affects the elderly and the disability community and right let's be real most people don't care about that you know right unfortunately it does make me wonder, based on the statements, um, you know, Katerina Peralt, who worked with Andrew Wallet, who was co-conservator with James Spears of Britney's estate for, oh, like what, over 10 years? Mm-hmm. Over 10 years. He, he only just left the, right before the Free Britney movement blew up. Um, he mm-hmm. left in March of 2019. But, you know, Katerina Peralt was a lawyer who worked with him, and she alleges that he made the statement that Britney's conservatorship was a experiment of sort it was a test of the system yeah i happen to believe that that statement is true and even if he didn't say that i do think that this concert britney's conservatorship definitely was a test of the system they 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 wanted to see how much they could get away with and it Mm -hmm. turns out a lot a lot they really did this in broad daylight to a high profile white woman you know and they got away with it and it it makes me wonder how many more people were put in conservatorships who should not have been put in conservatorships, but now they had the extra confidence of being for sure that they were going to get away with it mm-hmm. based off Britney's case. Yeah, it's sick. It's, it's definitely really, it's sick. All of it is sick. Um, and uh, because it's just like so gross, I think this is, it's extra important. This is why um, a, abuse like this and people who are perpetuating abuse like this should not be given platforms yeah. at all. 
I'm sick of Good Morning America um, giving a platform to abusers. I'm sick of all mainstream media giving a platform to abusers. I'm just particularly, I don't expect different from CNN. They've had that silly little blog writer running all over the place for a while. Mm -hmm. But I'm really sick of Good Morning America because they've kind of got a uh, warm and fuzzy feel for a lot of people. You know, that's people feel there's a lot of familiarity with it. And it's, it's, it's bullshit. And I'm sick of the last time. They're going to have Vivian Thorine come on and give her a platform and then also like let's back up and remember what they did to Britney. The last time that Britney tried to speak to the judge, Britney did speak to the judge. The last time it happened was May 2019. And Good Morning America freaking blasted photos all over their channel and their program after Britney left that court hearing because apparently like in a private parking garage Britney had Mm -hmm. taken off her shoes and someone some creep paparazzi with a telescopic lens got a photo of her in her bare feet and Good Morning America was the person well a lot of news channels went all over the place but they really blasted it all over Mm -hmm. about her Mm -hmm. being barefoot and blah Mm -hmm. blah blah and then they've got the nerve to have James Spears lawyer come on here and say Britney can end this whenever she wants you're literally the same network who fed into that narrative that Britney is crazy and unhinged. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, the, the whole thing with her, her being barefoot, that's so normal. Like, my ex-boss from a previous job, whenever she'd exit a meeting in her high heels, she takes them off. She walks barefoot in the office and goes to her desk and sits. Like, it's so normal. And see, um, Good Morning America took that and made a thing out of it. And now they're the same people having a platform for, for Vivian telling us that Britney can terminate the conservatorship whenever she wants. Yeah, it's sick. I'm sick of it. And um, I think, you know, as a fan base, like, we all know this, but I think we need to make it really clear to these um, these media that this is unacceptable. Like, mm-hmm. it's absolutely unacceptable. So mm-hmm. um, if you are bothered by this, uh, please write to them. Send them an email. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also, you can tweet them too. That that does bother yeah. them if you don't want to do an email. You know, that's just an email really will kind of, mm-hmm. kind of up, upset things a little bit more. But let them know, this isn't okay that you did this. This is absolutely unacceptable. After framing Britney, a lot of media is talking, a lot of people in general are talking about like, oh yeah, how the media treats women, it's so bad. Well, this is also an example of you treating women bad. Allowing their abusers Mm -hmm. to have a platform is bad. Listen, I want to shout out Jessica from Free Britney NYC for going to Good Morning America Studios outside. Yes! The power! (laughs) What a queen. Yes. What a queen, honestly. Honestly, queen, yes. Um, so Jessica, who runs the account Free Britney NYC, mm-hmm. she actually showed up in Times Square outside of Good Morning America the day that Vivian was doing her interview, and she let them know that she wasn't okay with it. She had her sign. She was doing her peaceful protest, but she was there, and they did not want her being by the place. They told her she had to, like... They weren't like rude. It's not like she said they harassed her or anything, but she said they were laughing at her and then she couldn't stand in front of the window. She had to kind of like be stepped away a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so um, it really bothers me that Vivian Thorine can go to Good Morning America, CNN, and I'm sorry, but even New York Times gave her a platform. It bothers me that she has continued to be given a platform. 
Yeah, it really bothered me seeing her on uh, New York Times documentary because I feel like they gave her a platform and I feel like had she not been on that documentary, she wouldn't be on a press tour right now doing all of the, these interviews because no one would check on her. None of these um, media outlets would know who she is. They wouldn't go and check on her and ask her if she would like to do an interview. Right, and and yeah, it very well could be that these interviews would have happened um, no matter what, even if she hadn't been included on Framing Britney. But it, it does bother me that she was there because she didn't need to be there. She didn't even talk about anything even specific to Britney's case. She mm-hmm. sat there and spoke in hypotheticals. Yeah. And it we don't need to hear the hypotheticals. It also really really bothers me if we're going to continue to hear about how technic you know like this is technically how conservatorship should work. Okay, mm-hmm. but let's show the side of the reality of it. To say that Britney can just file to terminate this at any point mm-hmm. that she wants, which is a technical truth, that but to just like state that as a fact, that discredits every single person who's trapped Basically. in an abusive conservatorship right now. Basically. Like as if that's saying that, oh, Nichelle Nichols can just terminate whenever she wants. Charlie mm-hmm. Thrash can terminate whenever he wants. You know, all of these people technically can, but th- the whole point is that right has been taken away from them. Like it, they're being stopped from doing that. Yeah, It's dangerous yeah, exactly. for her to sit there and to act like it can just be stopped. It's not. And we're not checking in on these people in conservatorships. We're not. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really hard concept for people. They do trust the system. They do think it's working. They think this is there to be there to help people. And it's like, yes, in theory, it's supposed to. But yeah. at the end of the day, it all comes down to how decent are the conservators. And and you can have plenty of people who are decent people who may think they're doing the right thing. But without having proper training or without really being clear about what the actual individual wants, mm-hmm. we're just allowing this abuse to continue. I also feel like a lot of camera time was used on Vivian Thorin on the documentary. And I feel like that camera time could have been utilized for someone else, like someone who's a conservative maybe, or Lisa McCarley. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, they did leave out a lot of things and I totally understand, you know, it, it is essentially a documentary that's on a network and it needs to be a certain length. So I understand them having to leave out certain details. They can't have all of it in there, but we could have done without Vivian, I feel. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's it, it definitely she's used that familiarity to um, she just ran with it, you know, and mm-hmm, honestly, mm-hmm. good on her. This is exactly what you should be doing it's if smart. you're trying it's to fight smart. for this. It's very yeah, it's smart. smart because if she hadn't done any of this, the documentary would have screwed her over, you know, so Absolutely, to her, yeah. it, was, it was those two scenarios. Do I get, get screwed over and let this happen to me? Or do, do I just go on a press tour and be a representative and and bring Jamie's this, side to the forefront, you know? Right, like it doesn't matter that she's lying through her teeth. She's getting her narrative out there. They're making sure that James' side, as you know, preposterous as it is, they're mm-hmm. making sure it's out there. And mm-hmm. that's really powerful, especially since it's Britney still can't even get her side out there. 
Exactly, and she's provided footage as well, which is also another thing that was powerful about what she did, I feel, you know? She had like, oh, you right, you haven't seen it. She she put, she put like videos of, of Brittany um, playing with her kids and Jamie was there and they looked like a big oh, happy right. family. Oh, right, she talked about a full-on year ago, a full-on year literally, ago. And it's literally. like, and it's like, look, the two can coexist. James Spears can be abusive in how he is being a conservator and stopping Brittany's agency. And he can also be a loving father father the two very much can exist i think we need to stop thinking of like abusers are just like these monstrous different or other creatures they're just they're they're people yeah family dynamics are very complicated in general you know Mm -hmm. yeah it was definitely weird that she was talking about a family get-together that happened almost a year ago and like that that just like has nothing to do with anything at all um Something that was also like what seems to be kind of still unclear as to what is the status even as to uh, Britney's estate. Like officially Mm -hmm. it's James and Bessemer Trust. They're both Um, Mm co-conservator. Vivian was saying that James has never had a problem with Bessemer Trust. That's just like a bold-faced lie. Uh, Mm -hmm. James tried to stop Bessemer Trust from having the even being co-conservator for a long time. To me, it was quite clear that um, the the filings that Ingham was filing for on Britney's behalf were careful to not say Bessemer as the sole conservator until really they got pushed to full on flat out say it. But for a long time, it was kind of like, are they just saying sole conservator? Are they saying co-conservator? But in any event, James Spears made it clear he wasn't okay with any of it. Mm-hmm. So to act like he didn't have a that he didn't concede to Bessemer being co-conservator until pretty much he had to. Mm-hmm. He tried to bring Andrew Wallet back in there. He tried to Right. Um, he did. Yeah, that's Yeah. True. He tried to like say he could just do it himself and they were mm-hmm. like, ah, "Yeah, no." Um like he just was a whole mess about it. And now even now he's not She's trying to say that he just wants equal power with Bessemer, but that doesn't seem to be what's actually happening. It seems like he's trying to like still have the most control. Like he wants to be able to be the one deciding like investments. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't he not want to have to sign over? It doesn't seem she's trying to act like they're just like, you know, all like copacetic and it oh it's great. Here, come on in. We both can be co-conservator of Britney's estate. But like that's yeah. there's a fight going on there because yeah, yeah. It's still not even clear who has what power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's making it seem like they're all being cooperative and it's all a very, like, organic process and, like, things are going smoothly, you know? If it was cooperative, this decision was supposed to happen in November, but because of James just and his bullshit of, like, fighting back and forth about all of it, it didn't even get finalized until the last court hearing, which was February 11th. And we still don't know... Okay, and so the next the next court hearing is uh, March seventeenth, mm-hmm. and apparently that that's the, supposed to be the topic. Britney's money. I- Wasn't that the topic for last hearing? Like, <laughs> hasn't it been the topic since literally? Uh, I remember literally. forever. Yeah, yeah, and we never oh get gosh. anything solid. It's just like a reiteration anything. of something we've heard before. You know. I guess, okay, so the last court hearing, we did get it made solid that Bessemer was co But did we? Because we that was mm-hmm. supposed to have been made solid in November. November, And now, yeah. if the powers still aren't outlined, you know, it's like saying, okay, you're hired on, but in, until the tasks are delegated and, like, the duties are clearly outlined, have mm-hmm. they really officially started 
work, you know? And no, this they is can't, just they like... Can't, they can't start working without a plan. They have to have a plan in motion, you know? <gasps> Another person. What's up with Loeb and Loeb? Are they even working? Oh. <laughs> I... My goodness. I forgot about them at some point, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. They were hired on. So, you know, in October... It was, you know, big news. Brittany finally mm-hmm. gets to have more lawyers that she actually chose. That was mm-hmm. kind of what we, you know, we all thought. I don't think Loeb and Loeb has even started yet. And now aren't they, where are they? <laughs> D- does anyone, <laughs> we don't know. Like they where were supposed to, this was supposed to happen in October. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dedicated to Loeb and Loeb. Seriously, where are you now? Yeah. We don't know where you are. <laughs> so yeah this is this is just kind of the nature of this case and it seems like um with talking with other families who have had you know family members be thrown in conservatorships and stuff like like this seems to be just like the this is the nature of family court and probate court like mm-hmm. things aren't really decided it just gets dragged on and on and meanwhile like decisions aren't really made but lawyers are getting paid Yep. yep. Oh, I did not that mean rhyme, to make that, that rhyme. rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, so cheesy. Oh but seriously, yeah. like it's it's like we every court hearing, I feel like you could say the same thing about almost every single court hearing. Mm-hmm. You could give the exact same report mm-hmm. for almost every single one. Mm-hmm. And um paraphrase it and it'll sound like it's yeah, new information. So, you know? So not to be too cynical, but yeah, like I don't have, you know, the next court hearing is supposed to be about her money. Um, I, I don't, let's see what's going to happen. Cause it's just, mm-hmm. it, we don't even know where's Loeb and Loeb. Is Bessemer even signed on officially yet? And is it even the best thing for, um, if James Spears left for them to take over? I wonder. Because, like, again, this whole conservatorship shouldn't exist to begin with. So why are we wasting all this time on this back and forth of all these details when really the issue at hand should be, um, excuse me, this person does not have dementia and they should not Mm. be in this conservatorship. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, and, like, another thing, this is quite a sensitive topic. People, um, you know, often wonder what if Brittany wants this or what if, you know, like she wants to be in a conservatorship or whatever. Listen, I love Brittany. I love her so much. And I'm about to say something that could get me dragged. And I think a lot of people (laughs) maybe feel that way, but wouldn't say it on a public platform. But for me, this conservatorship should not exist. It's fraudulent. And if Brittany doesn't think it's fraudulent, then... I'm sorry, girl, like, what, like, I have nothing to say, but I'll always advocate for her, but that's not going to change my mind. You know, I still think this conservatorship should end. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, if, if Brittany ever came out and said, like, I want to be in this conservatorship, um, you know, I definitely, I can't tell her she's wrong to feel how she feels, but I'm never Mm -hmm. going to agree with that. Just because Britney says it doesn't mean that suddenly this conservatorship was ever okay. It never was okay. And I don't think, look, none of us know what Britney think. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I just don't feel, based off of evidence, 
that we have had over yeah. the years of her, yeah. you know, trying to fight this and also pointing out that people were making money on this mm-hmm. and just all the comments over the years and just knowing how what how important freedom was to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that Britney has ever been okay with this conservatorship. Um do I think that because of how long things have gone on and how much it's just been such a mess and it's just like, you know, taken so much from her, do I think that she could get to a place of being like, look, I'm sick of fighting this. I just want them to remove conservatorship of the person and I, whatever. I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll stay mm-hmm. in the estate. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening, but I don't see that as her being okay with it. Yeah, that's completely different. That's not her being okay with being in a conservatorship. We have we have all these letters, emails, voicemails, whatever, like so much evidence mm-hmm. of her never really wanting to be in it at all. But there was, you know, in, in some of the stuff we have, there's fear, there's hesitation, and that's normal because they used her children. They threatened her with the custody of mm-hmm. her her children, and obviously that's like I, I that's unimaginable. Like if I if I you know if I was in a position like that, I would choose my time with my children over anything. Right. And that's that's coercion. I, I would probably take whatever little bits of freedom I can get because, mm-hmm. like she said, and for the record, yeah. it's like you don't really want to go there because you're afraid yeah. of having it taken away from you. So yeah. like. I can see just being careful and being like, look, not wanting to, I don't want to get into what Britney thinks. My Mm -hmm. point is though, that like this conservatorship is not okay, Mm -hmm. period. No matter what, it shouldn't have happened. I guess just like no matter how um, anyone feels about this conservatorship, um, Britney or anyone in her family, it never should have happened. It Mm -hmm. never should have happened. And it wouldn't have happened without them using very hostile and illegal circumstances in Mm -hmm. order to achieve that. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why that point continues to be lost in this case. Continues. All right, enough about that. Uh, changing topics, let's talk about free Britney merchandise. Mm-hmm. It is a big hot topic in the free Britney movement lately. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about free Britney merch? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah, no, for sure. honestly, I think, uh, see, we watched the documentary in the beginning and in the end, there was a lot of footage of the rallies and you can see everyone's t-shirts and whatever, the messaging that was written on it. Also, I've worn free Britney t-shirts that I've made myself for myself. And when I wear them in public or when I wear them with my friends, family, whatever, it's a conversation starter. People talk, mm-hmm. ask me about it and we talk. And, and isn't it great that they're getting my perspective you know what i mean like they're not watching cnn or good morning america you know they're talking to me about it a fan someone who's involved in the movement um and so i think i just don't understand this whole um shaming of people who make the merch sell them or sell sell them through like a third party website like you know one of those websites that you kind of upload an image and whatever um Mm -hmm. you know ultimately someone is making money you know what I mean? Even if you take the the image file and take it to like one of those print shops and print it on a t-shirt, you're still paying money, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just... Uh. Yeah, because that's been kind of the debate of what's been going on with the Free Britney merch is that um, it rubs some people the wrong way that some people um, are selling Free Britney merch. And so 
some people want free Britney merch, but they don't want to be buying it from mm-hmm. either like the third parties or from people selling it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so some people are taking like graphics or screen prints or whatever it is. And like, mm-hmm. they're making their own shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess for me, I, I don't care. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't care how people, if you want to make your own merch, if you want to buy merch, um, I don't think it really, for me, I don't care. Um, because I think that, you know, before this was even really talked about, I, I saw for almost two years now, independent artists have been selling free Britney merch, um, you know, from mm-hmm. their own designs. Like they, mm-hmm. they made that artwork and mm-hmm. so they're selling their art. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's, yeah. I think, you know, artists deserve to make money off of their work. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting now that it's become more of a topic. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I guess if it rubs some people the wrong way, okay. Um, but yeah, to your point that like at the end of the day, somebody's making money off of this. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of depends on where you want to send your money. Like, are you okay with an independent artist making money off of their own work? Whether it's because they drew Britney mm. or not, it's that's their own work. Or are you okay with, um, you know buying merch that you know proceeds are supposed to go towards activism Mm -hmm. or do you just want to do it yourself like these are all just individual decisions Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to me that lately there's kind of seems to be moral implications on some of these choices yeah where was that energy for the boycotts honestly like (laughs) i mean you know like a lot of people listen this is not i didn't make that statement to shame people who who didn't participate in the boycott like right. I, I totally understand where that comes from um but you know making an exception for the glory vinyl because it's so iconic and it has the chains and whatever you're still putting money into the conservatorships and you know there was this whole discussion about oh you shouldn't shame people who who aren't boycotting and, and whatnot well, then why are you shaming people that are doing the, the Free Britney merch? Why? Why? I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I, people are willingly buying this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not forcing people to pay. I'm not corn. I'm not doing what the conservatorship is doing, which is cornering the fans and, like, giving them something after years of deprivation and u- utilizing that need yeah. to, to, to get them to pay. You know what I mean? There's trickery involved. But with Free Britney merch, none of that is there. I'm like, you know, people make are making Free Britney merch and putting it out there. You want to buy it? Buy it. You don't want to buy it? Don't. It's as simple as that, you know? And yeah. Free Britney merch is a free promotional tool for the movement. Absolutely. You know? And it's extremely useful for the movement. It's such a huge conversation piece. It definitely gets the awareness out there. And I honestly, I don't really care who sells free Britney merch or how people get their free Britney merch as long as Team Con isn't making money off of it. Um, which from what I understand was the whole theory behind trademarking free Britney. It mm-hmm. was so that um, like team conservatorship wouldn't start making free Britney merch because honestly, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. Oh my God. Um, you think they would do that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I mean, th- I mean, Lou Taylor is creepy enough to fucking listen to do you want to come over and post about it in her story? So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Which is another thing that sometimes when people act as if like 
just because somebody's a Britney fan as if they're totally for free Britney. Mm-hmm. Like, Lou Taylor is living proof that you are can be a Britney fan but still be a t- active oh. participant in keeping her in this and what wanting her in this. What a creep. What a creep. Maybe she was Total streaming creep. the song just for, you know, for the money to go into the conservatorship or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So that that was the whole reason why uh, Free Britney was trademarked, um, mm-hmm. which I don't have a problem with it being trademarked either, as long as mm-hmm. it's not being used kind of as a way to... As long as it's not people who are part of the conservatorship making money off of it, I mm-hmm. really feel like it's fair game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know not everyone feels that way, but like I just... It doesn't bother me. I think yeah. artists deserve to be paid, and I think if people want to make their own stuff that's really cool too and i think if activists want to use it as a way to help um raise funds to further their activism which Mm -hmm. contrary to what people will tell you activism is not free Mm -hmm. it does cost money to do things it does it's just a reality um so uh you know we can't take away that reality that things cost money. Um, whether you want to be a participant into contributing to that financially, that's mm-hmm. totally your decision. Um, mm-hmm. But let's not bend reality. Like things cost money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And also, a lot of artists depend on their art to make a living, and a lot of art is inspired by things around us in the world, whether it's mm-hmm. by people, animals, or you know, the sky or a social issue or a movement, whatever it is, you know, you're inspired by things around you and you're creating this art. And there are a lot of artists who need that income and it's time being put into it, you know, and it does help the movement, but it also takes time from that person. So I don't see how it's unfair for them to make money off of it, to be honest. No. And I get why people are hypersensitive about it because we feel like we've been lied to and Britney's mm-hmm. been used to make and money for so many of, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get it. I get the hypersensitivity, but it is interesting how people kind of pick and choose where they get sensitive about that. Yeah. Um, you know, these still yeah. people buying from the official merchandise, which definitely yeah. goes to the conservatorship. Um, the New York Times documentary was great for raising awareness and getting it out there. The, the discussion had to be made mainstream as to what happened to Britney Spears wasn't mm-hmm. acceptable. But let's not act like they didn't make money on this. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I don't see people exactly. being real upset about that, yeah, you know, yeah, and there's, yeah. and I'm not, there's nothing wrong that they made money off of this. This was hard work that they did. This yeah. was, you know, like people deserve to make money off of their work. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, yeah, it's just interesting how people get real nerves seem to be touched in just certain areas about this. Yeah. 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 Like the documentary is making money, but it's also doing a great job you know into like promoting this movement and promoting the situation and like the two know, can exist together exactly exactly and it's i think the same analogy can apply on free britney merch to be honest and i think this whole thing of shaming people who who create that uh, create free britney merch this is something that sounds like someone who's an infiltrator trying to instill doubt and instill conflict within the movement mm-hmm. to be honest like i listen honestly yeah honestly like this was not an issue for a long time until it became no. an issue at some point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bottom line, merch is a really great way to spread awareness. If you're comfortable purchasing it, 
cool. If you're not comfortable purchasing, that's cool too. Uh, mm-hmm. To each their own. Um, as long as the, let's just keep getting the message out there. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's really what is the important here is um, making sure that the message is out there that Britney Spears is in a fraudulent conservatorship and it mm-hmm. has got to go. So exactly. yeah, and the conservatorship and well, the conservatorship. All right. Well, thank you so much, Badir, for joining me today and going over all of these topics. Um, please, everyone, follow him on Free Brit Arabia was formerly free britney arabia but uh yeah. you like many other people you know, you know what um, it is <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so now it is free brit arabia mm-hmm. please please follow thank you so much ryan for um allowing me to be on your podcast as your first guest <laughs> and giving me a chance to you know express my opinions on the uh, topics we covered and yeah thank you <laughs> Okay, moving on to astrology. The sun is in Pisces and the moon is in Sagittarius. And, um, oh my goodness. Uh, the energy lately has been really hard for me personally. I don't know about anyone else, but, um, and I'm not quite sure what that's about. I do think it mostly has to do with it still, us still being in the shadow period of, um, Mercury retrograde. I know um, in, uh, I think, the first episode, I said, you know, don't worry about Mercury retrogrades. They're not that bad. Like, they've been overhyped as to how they're difficult and this and that. Um, You know, think of them more as just, like, a general, like, kind of quarterly check on yourself. Um, Yeah, that's all true. But uh, that was spoken like someone who hasn't been bit by Mercury retrograde in a while. And um, I, ugh. Lately, I have just been taken out. I have just like, I've landed on my butt and I am going to blame it still being the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. Um, Sometimes these shadow periods can be nastier than the retrograde itself. Um, I think it has to do with uh, more Pisces energy being influenced lately. Um, Mercury has its fall in uh, Pisces. It It doesn't do well in Pisces. This is because Pisces isn't really known for being a sign that is the best with communication um as in like verbal communication and just like direct communication which and mercury is the planet of communication um pisces is more about communicating through art or movement or music or you know things like that not um not structured communication and mercury is more um, about that logic and uh, mental communication so you can see how the two energies don't really work together. So I'm going to blame it on that. Um, right now we have the sun in Pisces, we have Venus in Pisces, and there's Neptune in Pisces. And so um, for those who say that a stellium is uh, three planets or more, you could say that there there is a stellium in Pisces, although some people say it requires four planets. So <clears throat> there's that whole debate, but... In any event, there's 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 a decent amount of Pisces energy going on right now. Um, there's also still that a decent amount of Aquarius energy because we have uh, Mercury in Aquarius. There is Jupiter in Aquarius and Saturn in Aquarius. Jupiter and Saturn are going to stay in Aquarius until the end of the year, so that energy is going to carry through. Jupiter uh, stays in the same sign, like stays in a sign for a year, and Saturn tends to stay in a sign for like two years, two and a half, it kind of 
depending on retrogrades and whatnot. But yeah, um, so they're going to be in Aquarius for the rest of the year. But Mercury is going to leave Aquarius on the 15th. On the 15th of March, Mercury is going to enter Pisces. And so we will officially have a Pisces stellium because then um, it will be Neptune, the Sun, Venus, and Mercury in Pisces starting on March 15th. But that stellium is only going to last for a little bit because then, um, you know, like a week later, the Sun is going to change into uh, Aries on the equinox. So... Yeah, it's going to be kind of a, it, it's a really interesting energy energy lately, um, and especially because uh, Mars just switched from being in Taurus into Gemini. That was just a few days ago. And so with that, uh, we have just the whole, Mars is a planet of like action, you know? And so, and Gemini being ruled by Mercury, planet of communication, Geminis are big on communication and being um, open on both their communication. They're quite social too. Um, so if anyone is lately feeling like kind of restless, especially also now that we have that Sagittarius moon, if you're feeling restless, if you're also feeling like kind of a little flirty, um, that might be what's going on. Um, if anyone's having impulses to message an ex, um, I mean, look, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life. Uh, if you do it though, it's probably going to be messy. If you're willing to take that mess, go for it. Live your life. Have fun. Um, but if you're like, look, I don't want to deal with mess, I would recommend just just wait. Like, let's, let's get through these uh, last few weeks of um, a lot of this Pisces energy and this uh, confusion with Mercury. And now this just like new sudden urges of um, Mars and Gemini and Sagittarius moon uh just like let it settle a little bit um it's kind of a, a bit foggy lately too for some people it's it's really an interesting energy it's like restless and kind of flirty and yet it's foggy and there's it, emotions are really high right now um and you know this is this is just all a tribute to a lot of more of that Pisces energy that is going on with the mix of a lot of the changes that are happening too um if anyone's having like weird dreams right now this could be it um I mean yeah I, this this could be all of it uh, uh if if you don't feel like blaming yourself for any of the things right now um I'm giving you excuse to blame all of these celestial happenings so um I hope that this is helpful for someone <laughs> but uh so I guess that's it for astrology. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Please follow uh, Badir at Free Brit Arabia. He makes amazing graphics um, and uh, honestly, like art is so important in this movement and especially uh, with all this Pisces energy, let's appreciate and uplift the artists that are creating all kinds of things for this movement. Um, that's it for me for now. Uh, May the expansive blessings of Jupiter, Jupiter reach you all. Bye.